Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is business continuity planning, specifically resource allocation. And I'm talking with crime and information security specialist Dana Turner. Dana, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, Tom, thanks for the invitation. I appreciate that. Dana, tell me a little bit about resource allocation. When you talk about that, what exactly do you mean? Well, resource allocation typically is, one, you have to know what you have to work with in the way of the people, places, and things within your own organization. After you can determine what you have to work with, then you begin applying the people, places, and things analogy appropriately within your own organization. But you, first of all, again, have to know what you have to work with. Second, you've got to have some kind of a strategic and tactical plan to be able to apply them. You have limited or finite resources within the organization, and if you're going to have to spend them to, rec- uh, to recover from a disaster, you're going to have to do that appropriately. So hopefully, again, a strategic and tactical approach. Now, Dana, you've told me in the past that this is one of the most overlooked aspects of business continuity planning. Why is that? It seems to be so fundamental. Most organizations are, are appropriately, obviously, concerned with the regulatory environment, what the examiners are going to want, making certain that they live up to certain rules and regulations, not only the federal kind, but the state kind as well. Um, and in doing so, we often overlook this aspect of the resource allocation. With the most overlooked one that I run into is the training. I mean, there's an annual training requirement that every person who works for the organization has to go through. Uh, but most organizations will skip this part about the training, and, and what we really need are, are everyday and extraordinary types of training events to occur, hopefully across all platforms. And uh, after we do that across all platforms, we, we do the job-specific types of training as well for any of the business within the organization, and they've got to be organization-wide. The risk assessment uh, also needs to be shared by all managers, and an appropriate risk assessment based upon your geography, your weather conditions, your mechanical aspects of your organization, your facilities, uh, emergency services ability to be able to respond. Risk assessments are typically done by one or two people on a business continuity team. They actually need to be done by uh, each of the business unit managers in a job-specific type of a format. And then, of course, we, we couple that with the desktop exercises, which were also frequently, if not ignored, they're not done well. So we'll talk more about that in your questions later on, Tom. Well, that's a good point. Are there unique challenges for institutions based upon their size? Certainly. Uh, if you uh, work for a small independent organization that's got 25 employees, it has a main office, it has uh, the typical foundation requirements of a financial institution, only administration, retail operations, and, and lending, it makes your life a lot simpler. The, the fewer moving parts involved, the less planning uh, or the less application that you're going to have to do. The planning remains the same. It's pretty simple. But when you work for a larger organization, particularly those that uh, have expanded a wire function, have uh, international uh, applications, who have centered on a particular type of an industry as a primary client base, the larger and more complicated you get, the more moving parts, then you experience many more unique challenges than you normally would. Also, what is often ignored by most organizations is the geographical distribution of the branches or loan processing offices or administration because geography plays a large part in your resource allocation as well. Now, how about the type of disaster? Are there unique challenges based on the type of disaster? Certainly. We have three primary types of disasters. We have the natural or cataclysmic kind, the human-inspired uh, or human-caused disasters, and the technological ones. 
and the unique challenges, the uh, natural ones, uh, most people are overwhelmed. Think shock and awe from uh, from the war language. Most people are overwhelmed by the natural disasters, the sheer power of a hurricane or a cyclone or or a tidal wave or anything else like that. They're, they're beyond most people's experience. Uh, the response to those kinds of events become unique because they are dependent upon the scale of the disaster. When you look at the human-caused events, these are the most emotional and the longest-lasting. Now, natural disasters have a distinct emotional component as well, but the human-caused disasters become very personal, uh, much more so than just on the corporate side, but become very personal, not only for employees and customers, but their families and other members in the community as well. Uh, the technological variety of disasters, uh, what is unique so much about those is the interdependencies between the information systems and the remainder of the organization and all of those other business units that become very dependent upon information systems in order to be able to operate and to afford services to customers. Dana, you've got a webinar coming up on this topic of resource allocation. What to you are going to be the main takeaways of this session for the registrants? Well, hopefully participants in this particular presentation will walk away with a solid foundation, a strategic and tactical approach to not only putting the plan together, but to recover the organization in the shortest amount of time in the most complete fashion and losing the least amount of time, energy, and resources. Also included in the packet, besides the workbook text and the PowerPoints, I've included a variety of hypothetical problem-solving situations that uh, institutions around the country have, ex have had to experience and deal with. They're all from real life uh, that can be used as, as training scenarios later on. Also within the workbook material is a checklist of all the foundation issues that you can uh, match up against your own organization and determine have you really complied not only with regulations but with sound planning practices and then also a leader's guide and a training outline so that your managers and supervisors may take the, the information in your plan and, and be able to apply it directly into the own organ, your own organization without having to bring in outside trainers. Very good. Now, Danny, you spend a lot of time with financial institutions. I know you, you spend a great deal of your time going around the country and visiting with them. Based upon what you've seen and your knowledge of resource allocation, if you could sort of boil down to one piece of advice you want to give people on the topic, what would that be? Oh, certainly, and that one's an easy one, Tom. Always, please, underestimate your own resources. The things you think you're going to have available are not going to be available, or they will be impaired along the way. History has taught us this. So not only underestimate your own resources, but overestimate the types and the scale of the disasters that you're planning for. Uh, if you plan for a hurricane level one and it becomes a hurricane level four, you're going to be playing catch-up. Plan instead for uh, uh, the higher level of disaster along the way. In other words, you're never going to have enough resources to be able to recover successfully in a single day after a disaster. Well said. Dan, I appreciate your time and your insights today. I appreciate the courtesy, and you're welcome. We've been talking with Dana Turner. He's got a new webinar coming up for us on business continuity planning and resource allocation. I should also mention he's previously done a webinar for us on pandemic planning. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.